Hi, welcome to Our View Podcast. We've got a great show for you this week. We are at the 2022 Tampa RV Super Show. We've got all the info and what's been happening in RV world. Stay tuned. Welcome to Our View with your hosts, George and Lisa Hernandez. Each week, listen in as George and Lisa talk about their RV and travel adventures all around the world. George and Lisa travel in their 40-foot Class A Tiffin motor coach and tow their Jeep Wrangler, always looking for fun and adventure. Hi, welcome back to Our View Podcast. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez. And I'm George Hernandez. And we are actually recording this from the 2022 Tampa RV Super Show in Tampa, Florida. This is our second trip to the Super Show, and uh, we've been putting the miles on our tennis shoes the last couple days, walking around, seeing every RV or coach out there, I think. Yeah, and I think we definitely hit every single one, and there's plenty of them to talk about, so let's get going. And we are literally recording live from the front seat of our RV, watching people go by, so this is awesome. So we came with the AIM group again, which is the all-inclusive motor coach group. And it's a great group if you're already an RVer and you haven't looked this up. They do a bunch of great rallies and trips all over the place. And it it includes like all of your meals and your excursions. And they do several of them and they get sold out really quickly. But if you're interested, you can go um, on the internet and check out the all-inclusive motor coach group. Yes, and they do a great job. I'm, I've got to give them kudos. Yeah, we we on Thursday night here, they usually do dinner at the Columbia Restaurant. They host 100 people. I, I guess they were a little oversold last night. We were on the waiting list. We didn't get to go in, but we did go there anyways and have dinner, which is great. We like the Columbia Restaurant in Tampa. It's a... Uh, a Spanish slash Cuban restaurant. So they had uh, flamenco dancers and it was nice. But the rest of the people with the AIM group that signed up early enough got to go to dinner for $25 a person, which is just a great deal. The restaurant was awesome. It was, uh, we found out that it was established in 1904. Was that correct? Yeah, it's like over 100 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. Beautiful restaurant. If you haven't been, please stop by. It's in Tampa down in. Uh, Ebor City. Ebor City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbia I Restaurant. I recommend their mojitos are delicious. Everything was delicious. Yeah, they really have a delicious, the Columbia salad is like, they have this like signature salad that they sort of prepare a sa- table side and it was delicious. I don't think it fell quite into my diet plan, but oh well, I was on vacation, so. That was your cheat meal. Yeah. And we lucked out when we got there for our reservation. There was a cancellation in the... So they have one room where they do flamenco dancing show. And uh, somebody had canceled the table four. So we were fortunate enough to scoop that table up. And it was actually it, worth the extra $8 a person. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. It was a nice show. It was yes. really cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, we got here the first night, walked over to... Went over to the uh, Hard Rock Resort or Casino. It was right across the way. Woo-hoo! George won a little bit of money there, but uh, it's a pretty small casino, actually, not too big. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were, we were. I, it's two story, two floors of casino, and we were on the upstairs. Maybe we and missed a floor. And maybe the downstairs is a little bit bigger, but it's it's a rather small casino. Uh, no roulette tables, uh, limited blackjack tables, and with COVID, 
limited seating at the table. So And there's uh, no craps. Yeah, normally a table that sits nine people, they only had I think four. So it kind of it was okay. I got on a table, I got to play and I made some money, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's all good. We didn't get super lucky and win eighty four thousand dollars like our friend Tracy did. But uh I know I was kinda hoping then then we could have left with a new R V but maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> we then don't we need a new RV. We stopped at uh, Sugar. Oh, it's a it's a, sugar a restaurant. Restaurant bar. If you want a sugar overload, holy oh, smokes, thirty seven dollars for gigantic fishbowl cocktail. I guess you could probably get drunk off one of them. It's got I some kind of dry did. ice or something in there, and all kinds of candy and yeah, it's, it's kind of a show when menu. they bring you the drink. And I did drink one by myself, and I did pass out <laughs> in the bed. So yes, it worked. Yes. Yeah. So aside from all of those things, we went into the RV show for the first day and uh, I, we, we always have to go check out the Tiffins first because that's we have a 40 foot Tiffin Baton and it's a 2018 and we love to see like what's new in there. What did you notice most that stood out about the Tiffins? Anything, babe? For me, the biggest thing was um, the driver's compartment seems to have gone almost completely digital, which is very nice. There were a lot of new electric gadgets. The um, keypad, entry keypad by the front door was digital. The They have a window behind the the Over the kitchen windows. counter. Yeah, I liked having the more, more windows. Yeah, it, it definitely electronically it seemed like they've upgraded it. The, the passenger seat now has a touchscreen control for... Um, every, every function in the RV, which is nice. Was that the Tiffin? Yeah, I think they pretty much all of them had it now, which... Uh, a a lot of the different yeah. brands of motor The coach. one thing that I wish Tiffin would get that a lot of coaches are getting now is kind of if you picture an airline seat and the tray that folds up and then folds in front of your lap, a lot of RVs have that uh, built into the passenger side. Because a lot of RVs have this pull-out tray that is basically useless in every RV that I've seen. And now they, they've figured that out and put in this little tray. And it's just a great feature for the passenger if they're working or if they want to read a book or whatever. It's nice to have that tray. Yeah, I thought that was good. As far as the decor, the looks... Really not a lot of difference. Not a lot it's of difference the in same, the layout. It was the same layout, but... They now like the show coaches had like those light white cabinets and stuff, which I really like. I love those too. And it's really interesting because a lot of people were like, oh, I just don't like these white cabinets. And I, it's so funny because, you know, being in real estate, like everybody has their opinion. And I feel like in motor coaches, you get more of a crowd that likes that natural wood look. And for me, I'm completely the opposite. I love the more sleek, modern like light because I feel like it looks so much bigger and brighter with the light cabinets. Yes. And I totally agree with you. I love the light cabinets. I love, I actually like the high gloss cabinets. And if you have one built, you can add it, you can choose whatever the heck you want to choose. But it, it, Lisa's right. I think the market tends to go toward the wood, natural wood look it's slowly going into the light I, cabinets. and I, I think part of that is the average buying age of people that 
buy these luxury motor coaches is 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 probably skewing 65 plus a lot of older people i mean there's definitely young people in the market don't get me wrong but a lot of people have retired and now they're like i'm gonna be a full-timer i'm gonna we're gonna travel in our motor coach they're very serious rvers they're spending you know that kind of a money on an rv but they're still skewing older in age so yeah and they're they're catering to their market and i totally understand it but the option is there is what i'm saying yeah if you go to buy new you can opt for these options if you get it before it's built but Mm -hmm. i don't you know i guess it's it's hard to say because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if you're a manufacturer if you decide to go completely modern and go with a modern look, you may lose half of your. Yeah. Or oh, I heard people like I'd walk in and be like, "Oh, this is so cool," and then other people are like, "Oh, this is horrible." It's so funny. It's just right. matter of yeah, taste. So, so again, you just can't win. But I, I, I will say, every manufacturer had their display of options, and the options are almost endless. Different colors. Um, and so, what would you say? I, I think the average new and i'm saying average because there's a three million dollar rv and there was a hundred thousand dollar rv but i would say the typical you're talking about a motor coach motor coach i would say was about five hundred thousand yeah for maybe brand new maybe four hundred thousand you know good quality motorhome was about five hundred thousand yeah and I mean, and and then the top of the line for every manufacturer was in the eight hundreds. I mean, we're 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 getting we're yeah we're teetering on the million dollar just for. Well, I mean, we saw some million dollar coaches, but yeah, I mean, you're really looking at quite investment. People are selling their you know homes and mo- moving to RV life. You know. Yeah, um, I don't blame them. But you can also get into the you can get into camping and RV where without spending $500,000. Yes, absolutely. If you're thinking about getting into the RV world, do what we did. Um, we bought a Fleetwood Bounder. It was less than $200,000, brand new. And we just wanted to make sure that we liked it and were... Well, that you like the RV lifestyle. Right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like once the you, RV lifestyle. Once you have one, you realize the things that you want, the things that you need, and... I think most of the people that we interview, they always end up saying kind of the same, like. Yeah, everybody takes steps up and God, there's people that have been through 10 RVs. Right. And it's not that they don't like them. They just keep moving up to new features, new things they like, new things they want. Um, We just talked with uh, a couple that is from Hilton Head. They just picked up their brand new RV. and Integra. They love it because it's got more storage space and it's bigger and you know they were just ready for the they're they're full timers correct uh, i think they are i yeah. think they are so it's mostly important to like different things are important to different people so that's why they have a million different designs of rvs because some people want all the beds and they want the bunkhouse and they want you know the the drop down bed and they you know some people care whether or not there's one bathroom or one and a half bathrooms or two bathrooms or yeah there, there's again it, you're just not going to please everybody but they do a great job in displaying i would say as many possible options as there are um so they'll, they'll always bring everything from a 30 foot 33 foot rv to a 45 foot rv which is the the biggest motor home motor coach rv 
And um, you can see all the differences, and then you can see if what space works out for you. We saw a lot of people with families walking through them, and um, you know, for them, they're they're looking for the the bunk houses. They want the bunk beds. Yeah, well, there's campers, there's toy haulers, there's fifth wheels. I mean, we went through everything. One thing that we, uh, I felt like there was more of this year that was very interesting to me was all of the conversion vans. There was a million different kinds of conversion vans. Mercedes Sprinter vans and every kind. Yeah, uh, well, every manufacturer, every manufacturer has a Sprinter van. So Tiffin has a line. That they all do. And I, I, obviously it's a big market because, like Lisa said, there was a ton of them out this year. And everything from four-wheel drive, you know, go hit the dirt roads and disappear into the the mountains with these things to luxury, beautiful ones. I don't know that I could, like, really do any extended camping in a Sprinter van. I feel like it'd be a little bit too small for me but maybe if it's just like a solo person that wants something to travel on their own or a couple like us um i just for me uh, most of them seemed just just i don't know too small yeah they, they are small it, it's that's a whole another lifestyle yeah you know it's like people that go uh what they called again out um overlanding overlanding with their jeeps with their jeeps and they have tents on the roofs of their jeeps and they're they're hauling a kitchen with them you know cooking platform and that's not for everybody either because you're, you're sleeping in a tent but yeah you know but we've said it that if we ever go back out to moab i would love to do that for a night or two but that's about the extent of it for me yeah i'm unfortunately past the can't tent camping stages. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. They're actually, interestingly enough, for what a big camping thing, there's definitely no, uh, nothing really as far as tents are concerned. Oh, it's, uh, it's not that kind of camping. Right. This is definitely RV show. I, I think uh, one of my most interesting ones, and I, I said this the last time we were here, was the most interesting floor plans and new designs that I saw was from the Fleetwoods. Once again. I but was it, it really was kind shocked. Of, it was kind of the same layout as the last time. Right. This whole new center console, like not console, like an island in the kitchen. So there's like a center island. And then instead of like a booth or a table, they have sort of like a cafe table that faces out the window on the other side of the Coach. like island in the middle. And like when we're sitting in ours, most of the time it's only two of us anyways. So uh, they also had like some extended booths, like just a bunch of different really cool little features that only the Fleetwoods had that were just a different. Yes, Fleetwood definitely had the most radical changes in, in my opinion, and I think in Lisa's opinions, were all the Fleetwoods. Everybody else was still kind of. Um, the same. Tiffin was Tiffin, Newmar's Newmar, and you can tell which ones are which by their layout, by their um, woodwork, by the features they they give you they're all still pretty much the same fleetwood has really kind of in my opinion stepped out of the box and they're going with this island thing and everybody that walked in that thing their first reaction was wow what a great idea yeah it makes double the counter space in your kitchen area which is probably the biggest challenge when you're trying to like cook or prepare things and just like anything like everybody's always in the kitchen 
So like I was just gonna say that even yeah. when you're home, right? Everybody congregates around the the center island of your kitchen, yes. and you could easily put some bar stools around that center island and on the Fleetwood, and hang out there and have some cocktails or eat dinner or whatever you yeah, want to do. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um like the 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 fifth wheels have had that center island you know type of setup for a long time. You see that all the time in those. It's kind of like bringing it in, into the Class A motor coach. That was just so interesting. Yeah. So the, the the one question that I guess they must have been getting asked all day long was, when the pop-outs come in, can you get through? Because there's now a center island in the middle of your RV. So there was a, a actually like a handwritten piece of paper with a kind of a drawing of the center island which said when the pop-outs come in you still have 18 inches to walk past to you know to the back of the rv so that answers everything in case somebody's thinking that same question you still can get through with that center island once you're every all the pop-outs are in yeah yeah so that was pretty cool what else did we see that was really interesting one thing i didn't notice and maybe i, I wonder if you noticed this too so a lot of rvs have the kitchen so if you're facing the front of say you're sitting in the driver's seat a lot of the rvs have the kitchen on the driver's side which mm. i don't know why i'd say it's 50 50 on that but I, no i think it probably is maybe it's now 50 50 but before it used to be a lot had it on the driver's side and now i noticed a lot have it on the passenger side which way it makes more sense because any rv campground that you pull into your grass area your picnic table is going to be on the passenger side and it's just it's a weird thing but you can look out and see people outside and it, it's like you're more involved than more like looking out your kitchen right, window than, than, than being facing away right yeah i, I guess thought that I was cool think of that yeah and i love the it's you have to go to the high-end coaches to get those really big windows i don't know why they can't put big windows in lower priced motor coaches i don't uh, understand i would imagine design and cost bigger window bigger cost yeah i mean th i mean some of those coaches though had what like the high-end numars those windows didn't even open up true but i mean how often do we open our windows we open them whenever it's mm -hmm. yeah not as much as you think and, 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 and you wouldn't open it if you have this big beautiful view anyway you just turn on the ac the the windows are magnificent they're they're just gigantic and it it gives it such makes a, everything look so much bigger when yeah the it makes are it, big. it it just brings the outside in it, i don't know how else to describe it well um so one of our we've been working on our tiktok you can see all kinds of videos from uh the tampa super show on our rv podcast tiktok account and we'll also try to post them on our youtube and social media but we lisa went viral yeah we went viral with a with a video from the all-new electric Airstream camper. Very, very interesting. I, I don't even know where to begin with this thing. They nailed it. Nailed it. It's, um, it's an all-electric camper. With well, it's a 22-foot it's a Airstream, which Airstreams don't have pop-outs on the side or anything like that. So most people know what an Airstream looks like. They're silver rounded kind of retro feel and so they it's have not a, a huge camper but it's all electrically run 
and electric assisted batteries. So it sort of pushes along your car. So they've motorized the wheels. So from what they were explaining, and this is all prototype, but they actually had a working prototype here at the RV uh, Super Show. So that was really cool. It's all completely electric, like Lisa said. It's got solar panels on the top to recharge the batteries. Um, the girl told us you can... You can boondock for a week. A week. Running up. running everything. Your AC. Your air condition. You can cook. You can do whatever. Run it for a week. Off the grid, basically. Off grid. And then when you get back to civilization, it takes two hours to charge completely. And they're working on knocking that down to a one-hour charge to give you a week's worth of battery charge, which is amazing. But again... Nowadays, everything is LEDs as far as lights. Everything uses a lot less voltage, and they, 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 they nailed it. Yeah, so you can unhook it from your vehicle, and you can use your iPad, like basically like a remote control, basically park it anywhere, and it spins on a dime. So you could turn it all the way around 360 without, like literally without, like, without moving. Like it just literally spins It's a around. remote control trailer. Yeah. You can park it wherever you want, back it up. The guy did it, pulled it out of a little spot, and this is in an indoor display area, pulled it out of the spot, turned it 360, completely 360, and then backed it right back into the spot. No problem, nice and easy. And from what they were explaining, uh, once the trailer is hooked up to the car and you're traveling down the road, the trailer will assist. So it's no longer being pulled. It basically kind of keeps up with the car and it's supposed if, to be much more fuel efficient yeah and if you're going uphill it can actually help you push up the hill it can help you decelerate going down the hill it does a bunch of things again it's still prototype there's no dollar amount on it yet she said they're estimating it'll be about $175,000 okay so in perspective one of those non-electric ones is probably around 115 120 yeah it depends on uh, well same size yeah yeah yeah. similar size they also had an electric um look like a conversion van made by thor i guess it's an rv conversion van sprinter van sprinter van and uh it was a class b plus is what she called it yes because it had that little garage in the back yeah so you could carry your you know kayaks and those kind of things and it had a one little pop out on one side that y- that were that's where the trundle bed was. It was popped yep. out. Yeah. And the whole the coolest one, some of the coolest things were like the ceiling, like running right down the middle, was like a big glass ceiling, almost like a gigantic sunroof, but didn't open up. And then the windows have this. Uh, it's just such a cool technology. Like you push a button and you can't see through the windows, and then you push another button and you can see outside. Right. There, they're like I don't know what you even call that. That's been around for a while, but they they, it's nice that they put that feature in. So there's no blinds or anything to take up space. There's no rearview mirrors. Oh yeah, that's right. That was really cool too. There so are cameras now. Yeah. So where your rearview mirrors would be on the outside is these like little stubs sticking out, and it looks like the whole mirror is missing. Well, it actually is a clearer wide angle view of that that's on the inside of the dashboard. So you kind of look to where you would normally look to turn or change lanes and see what's on that side and you're actually looking at the video display on that side of the what i thought was weird though was 
I, I love the camera feature, but they, why put that big, ginormous arm to hold a little camera? Like our, our RV or a lot of uh, the big rigs just have like this little Probably stuff. so it can get a, weir- a good enough view. I guess. I don't know. I, I just thought it looked kind of, w- it looked like somebody knocked their mirror off. Yeah, that is That's true. That's exactly what it, it looked look like. It did look like that. On both sides. Yes, it looks a little bit funny. But it was a very, very nice design, very sleek, super modern, I would say. Yeah, like, uh, so just all the electronics and technology, like, I love that kind of stuff, like futuristic things. And it's not really futuristic, but basically it's We are in the future We're now. in the future, right? I mean, we did think we were going to have flying jets and cars by now, but it's all right. We've got uh, RVs that can park themselves and spin on a dime and... This one, you can talk to Alexa. You can say, Alexa, um, how much power do I have left? Alexa, how much water do I have? She'll tell you how much water you have left and how many days you can survive on the water based on your consumption and different ways to save water. She can hook you up to that. So there's like a whole, um, I guess, digitized control panel on the inside. It comes with 5G already installed. So you should have at least one bar anywhere you are is what she said. No, she said if you have one bar you're connected. That's all that thing needs is one bar right. and you're good to go. Right. But it was, <laughs> you know, and Big Brother's always listening. We all know that now. Right. But part of the Alexa thing was she's constantly learning your behaviors. So, again, like Lisa said, if you ask her, hey, Alexa, how much water do I have? She'll tell you, you have half a ga- you know, half a tank full and based on your consumption use, you should be, a, you should last uh, you know, in three days, and you're like, whatever, Alexa. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty cool technology. Yeah, and, and because it is an electric vehicle, she can also tell you where the nearest charging station is, um, and she can actually do the calculation to tell you um, it'll take you, you know, 38 minutes to get there, and you have 50 minutes left in, on your battery, which I think that's a great feature, so you don't run out of battery because I'm not sure what you would do then. I guess maybe let the solar charge it. I'm thinking what are they going to have in the future? Like battery tow trucks? So like when people run out of battery on the side of the road, they have to come by and plug into a tow truck or something. Like those portable chargers for your phone? Yeah, I guess so. Damn, that's a business to start right now. All right, what else? Um, I think really those are just like the main things. There wasn't really a lot of things that really stood out. It's um a lot of the same things that were here a couple years ago. Great to see the new designs and and colors. I've noticed a lot of more light on the outside as opposed to the dark colors. A lot of like white with blue and silvers. A lot of light colored exteriors that are also noticing a trend in that. Yeah, and I, uh, I totally agree. And I think a lot, of, if not all the manufacturers are going with really nice paint schemes. You know, fancy lights, multiple colors. But not lights, um, lines, multiple colors, not just one or two. Just really, really nice designs, really sharp-looking rigs out there. And um, I think they're doing a great job with that. Yeah. So I would say if we have any quick tips to kind of wrap up our little quick review of the 2022 Tampa RV Super Show, I would say... My number one tip would be to go to all of the ones that like the high end motor coaches that you want to see. Like, for example, we went to go see the Newmar, the, the Newmars and the what is it? Um, what do they call it? The King Air? Not Newmar. The Newmar. Well, we saw a Newell also. 
but the new Mars were sold oh. last year and they were all closed. Yes, yes, all yes. the King Airs because they'd already sold. They'd already like literally sold them at the show, and then once they go, uh, once they sell them, they close it and lock it up, so you can't see it anymore. And that's like most like for me, part of the most fun is to go look at the million dollar coaches and see. You know what they're doing inside those, and and what they look like, because you don't get to see the insides of those very often. And believe it or not, there was what four Prevos. Yeah, one was sold. One, three out of the four were sold. Oh yeah, and those are like two to three million dollars a piece. God. And we went, we got to see the inside of a Newell that was really beautiful. Also, that was that. You know, they're super expensive, but man, you you can really see. The quality the of quality that goes in there into that, and, and the customization yeah. that they allow you to have. I think they only make like forty or at the most a year. There was not very many newels made every year. No, there's probably not. because they're two to three million dollars for a new coach. Oh, and they're all like literally handmade. Yeah, completely custom. So maybe someday, baby. Maybe someday. If our listeners help us out, yeah, I don't even know <laughs> if I would ever, to be honest, want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could pull the trigger. million dollar coach. Well, I think you first have to become a rock star, and then we start shopping for uh, or win Powerball. I mean, that's like the only way that I think I would just splurge like that. Yeah, because it still is a depreciating asset. So I, yeah, I got issues with that, I guess. <laughs> but that they that is you know that is the top of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one other thing was they they had a lot of vendors set up with a variety of features for RVs. I mean, you name it, they they had it. They had like so many different campgrounds. They had a lot of all inclusive uh, camping things that you could like just get more information about gadgets. I wish they sold more gadgets. As you love to buy, yeah, gadgets. really. You're right, there, and and I'm you know me, I'm crazy gadget guy, and there really wasn't as many as as I thought. There was more actual campsites to go to. There yeah. was that one place that um, put together trips. Yeah, uh, there's a couple places that were like all inclusive RV trips, which I'd love to try sometime. And they like do trips to like Alaska or Mexico, where you kind of go in a caravan, and they includes all your food, and they take care of a lot of things. So. That's yeah, interesting. That, I think that's the only that. way. That's the only way I would go into Mexico if it was with a group. Yeah, for sure. And like he said that. they do stay together for that. Yeah, but one of the vendors that I want to give out a big shout out to is Spot Tonight. Okay, so it's the word Spot, the number two, and then Night N I T E. They were here two years ago when we came for the first time, and they were just getting their app kind of going it wasn't even live yet and they were here this year and they're up and running and it looks fantastic we got a chance to kind of walk through it with terry he was so helpful you know he he, he's got a great product so i want you all to go check out spot tonight it's an app to help you find a spot tonight it's that they've connected their system to a bunch of reservation systems. So you can go on there and it shows their availability and price just like along your route. So you know where there is anybody who's been uh, the navigator of a, of a road trip when you're tasked with the find a place for us to sleep tonight. We're going to stop in a few hours type of thing. You know how challenging that can be to be like, okay, where's the roads? Then you find the campground. Then you have to find their website. Then you have to go and check if they have availability. And it, it takes forever. So just the idea of being able to look like, oh, I'm going down 75 in about two hours. There's 
you know, a campground and it's got availability and this is how much it is and comes right up on the map. So it's a really cool app. It's a one-stop app. Yes, exactly. And I guess you can even put in like all of your Sam's Club, like like Good Sam, um, KOA, all your discounts and that kind of thing. And it will calculate all that. So he's, he's re- they're really doing a great yeah. job on it. It'll apply all your um, discount cards, discount yeah. memberships, whatever you put in the system, it w- will do. And they, you can also, when you set up your profile, you obviously put in the size of your rig, what you're looking for. If you prefer a pull through, if you want a place that has a hot tub, if you want a place that has a pool, if you want a place that allows pets, anything that you can put in there, it will obviously use those preferences to help you navigate to the perfect place. Yeah. So Terry, great job. Keep it up, buddy. I hope next year when we see you it's even bigger it's even bigger and better well we have all kinds of videos and information we're going to post it on our website rvpodcast.com if you like subscribe and follow us that's great you can also check us out on tiktok uh facebook instagram instagram we're at rvpodcast and tiktok rvpodcast and rvpodcast.com so you can link to all of us and reach out to us if you have any questions or specifics, we will be happy to answer any questions we can for you. Sounds good. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Our View. Don't forget to drop us a line at rviewpodcast.com. That's the letter R, viewpodcast.com. And like, subscribe, and follow us so you don't miss out on our next adventure.